I cannot say that Buddhism, which claims there is no God, or Christianity, which claims there is one true God, and Hinduism, which claims that there are all kinds of gods, or atheism, which claims that there is nothing beyond space and time in the universe, I cannot say that all of those are true in the same way at the same time. Cannot say it. I cannot say it. Why? Because these statements are all about facts, and they contradict each other. They contradict each other. They cannot, by the rules of logic and reasoning, all be true at the same time and in the same way. Cannot be. And it does not matter how sincerely you believe that all ways are correct at the same time. It cannot be true. Logic precludes it from being true. We're all sincere about a lot of things. But just because we're sincere doesn't mean that we're right. We can be completely sincere and completely wrong, too. Here's Pastor David with more. We're in a series, for those of you who have been here for a while, as you were part of the church, you know we're in a series called Dear Skeptic. This is actually the third time we've done a series of messages that are on uh, basically speaking to uh, believers and to skeptics, talking about the reasons for the things that we believe in. So we did one called Skeptics Forum back in 2016. We did one called Seeking Skeptics last year in 2017. This one's called Dear Skeptic. All of them can be found online at seekingskeptics.com. If you want to go watch the videos or whatever, you can go do that. We also have audio that comes out on our podcast channel. You can check that out on iTunes or whatever also. Um, if you want to go back, because we've, we've handled a lot of different topics and they sort of build on each other. So it's worth going back and checking out. But here's why we do this. There's an article in the Washington Post that I read actually a couple years old, but it's from an atheist named Elizabeth King. And she kind of goes through the story of how she became an atheist. And she's like, I grew up a Christian. I went to church, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. I spoke in tongues. I did, the, you know, I did this. I was all into it. And then as I got older, I started asking questions. I asked my youth pastor questions and they either didn't want to or wouldn't answer my, or couldn't answer my questions. And sometimes they just say something like, well, you just need to have more faith and they wouldn't give any kind of an answer. And so what she describes is that as time went on, she just sort of believed less and less until she didn't believe at all. Now, I don't know if the things that she claims led her to atheism are in fact really the things that caused it. I don't know whether that's really how it works for you, but I can tell you this, uh, we are serious about giving those answers and not leaving people in a position to say, I'm either afraid to ask those questions or someone's just gonna tell me, just have more faith, you don't need to worry about it because we believe that we serve a God who's actually true and we're not afraid of evidence. We're not afraid of the truth, and so we want to walk through it, and that's why we do what we're doing now. If you're a believer, we do this to build you up so you understand the reasons for the things that you believe more and more strongly. If you're a skeptic, we want to invite you into life with Jesus Christ by understanding that it's the most reasonable way to live your life, that Jesus Christ truly is the way, the truth, and the life. And so um, we're serious about giving a reason for the hope that is within. In, in 1 Peter three fourteen through 16, it says, but even if you should suffer... For righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. We are called to answer tough questions. Believing in Jesus Christ takes faith, okay? It does. 
So does not believing in Jesus Christ. So does believing anything. It takes faith. Absolutely. Every belief requires faith. So the real question is, where does the evidence lead? What is the most reasonable? What is the most reasonable worldview? Did Jesus Christ rise from the dead? Is Jesus Christ the son of God? Those are the questions that you have to answer. And as we're working through some of these questions, there's two that I want to deal with today. Two objections, two questions. One is a very familiar one in sort of our tolerant society. And it's this. Does it matter what you believe as long as you are sincere? Does it matter? Can you believe anything you want as long as you're sincere about that belief? The easy answer is sincerely believing something doesn't matter if the thing's not true, okay? There's a longer answer, and we'll get into that in a minute. The second question is this. Is religion just a psychological crutch? Is it just a crutch? Is it just, uh, are we just following Jesus Christ because we're psychologically driven to, psychologically inclined to believe in Jesus Christ, or do we follow him because it's true, right? Do people believe in God because they can't handle life and the difficulties of life without thinking that there's a father in heaven? There are those who would say that that's true. But let's start with the first question. Does it matter what you believe as long as you are sincere? Now, in most areas of life, this is kind of a silly question, okay? Um, my wife is a high school math teacher, and she has to live with me, so pray for her. Um, but if somebody, she gives a test, and students get some answers wrong, and they come to her desk, they say, Mrs. Robinson, here's the deal. I understand that you got the red marker out, you did your, your thing, but I sincerely believed that the answers I gave you were correct. She's going to tell them, you sincerely got a C-, minus, Right? Because it doesn't matter how sincerely they believe that their answers are right. They were either the right answer to the question or they were the wrong answer to the question. It doesn't matter how sincerely they believed it, right? I can tell the officer that I sincerely believed that I was going 55, okay? I couldn't tell. I would never go 55. Um, I can't drive 55. Uh, but got a couple. All right. Um, Right, But even if I said that, the officer's going to say, hey, listen, um, I have to tell you that my radar gun sincerely told me you were going 80. And so you're going to have to talk to the judge about which one of us is more sincere. Um, they don't care. They don't care about whether you're sincere or not. How many times have you seen one of these like singing shows, right? And they'll show the episode with like the people who are just, it's like strangling cats, right? And, and they go up and they're like, listen, my mom, I, I mean, I sincerely believe I'm the best because my mom, she's told me and everybody else, my child is the best singer that's ever lived in the world. And yeah, the person cannot sing at all. Mom sincerely believes that, that her daughter or her son is the best singer ever. The person sincerely believes that they're the best singer ever. But when the stuff comes out of their mouth, they're not. Doesn't matter how sincerely they believe it, they either can sing or they can't, right? It's just the facts. So normally in life, we don't even consider whether somebody believes something sincerely. We worry about whether the thing is true or whether the thing is false, okay? Sincerity of belief cannot change facts. Cannot change facts. Now, there are some things that fall in the category of sincere beliefs that you can believe and that no one can really question, okay? There are people who believe that eating mint ice cream tastes good rather than tastes like eating a bunch of cold menthol cigarettes, which is what it actually tastes like, right? There are people who believe that mint ice cream tastes good. And look, I wouldn't question that because they are talking about their own personal, subjective experience. They like mint ice cream. Okay, cool. Mm, you know, 
I don't. We can each say something opposite from each other, okay? And yet we can both be right because we're both only describing our own experience. And so we're not really saying something about the ice cream, we're saying something about ourselves, right? This is a much different thing than disagreeing about, say, whether mint ice cream exists. Whether mint ice cream exists is a fact. It's either true or it's not, and it doesn't matter what I think or what you think or how sincerely we think it, it just matters on whether mint ice cream exists. We're not talking about me now, I'm talking about something out there. So there are different kinds of beliefs someone can have. Objective beliefs, subjective beliefs. Okay, objective beliefs are those beliefs that are out there. They're about things that are out there. Subjective beliefs are things that are inside. You're just talking about your own personal tastes, your personal experience, okay? Facts and truth versus tastes and experience. Now, we all have tastes. I like gold medal ribbon ice cream from Baskin Robbins. If you have not tried it, I highly recommend If you have the means, picking some of that up. I think that Pastor Glenn Cook is a handsome guy. Okay? Yeah. Some of you agree. Some of you don't. His wife told me that she thinks so too, so that's good. Okay? But I'm not saying that Glenn is objectively good looking, because that would be talking about whether you think he's good looking or not, and I don't know. I I think you probably do, because Glenn's pretty cute. Um... (laughs) But objective facts, objective facts and beliefs are different than subjective facts and beliefs. I can talk about my tastes all day long. But when I talk about what's objective, it really doesn't matter whether you believe them or not or whether I believe them or not. They're either true or they're not true. They're either true or they're not true. It doesn't matter how sincerely, how sincerely I believe them. Okay? For instance, water boils at sea level at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. It just does. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what I believe. It just is a fact. No matter how sincerely we believe it or not, two plus two equals four. Whether you believe it or not, okay? It is what it is. George Washington was a general in this late 1700s. Doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It just is a fact. It just is the truth. Now, what kind of belief, what type of belief is belief in God, is belief in Jesus Christ as God, is belief that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Are those the types of beliefs like, do I think Glenn is cute, or do I think mint ice cream tastes good? Or are those more like beliefs like, does two plus two equal four, or was George Washington a general in the late 1700s? Which are they more like? Well, they're more like the second kind. They're objective, right? Whether Jesus is God, whether there is a God, whether Jesus Christ rose from the dead, whether you should follow him, those are either true or false. They have nothing to do with your opinions or your tastes. Well, I don't happen to like Jesus. Well, that's okay, but that has nothing to do with whether or not he's God. You can't change that based on your tastes, okay? There are statements, these are statements of objective truth, objective fact, and therefore they're true or untrue regardless of what you or I think. And no matter how sincerely we believe them. Now, additionally, and this is important, these statements cannot be reconciled with their opposites. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me, let me explain that. I mean that the statement, God exists, and the statement, God does not exist, cannot both be true at the same time and in the same way. Pretty simple, right? I mean, most of us understand that naturally. It's called the law of non-contradiction. This is actually a very basic, fundamental law of logic. The law of non-contradiction. Two opposite statements of fact cannot both be true in the same way at the same time. 
Law of non-contradiction, okay? So here's the thing. Because this is a hard and fast rule of logic, it does not matter whether I like it or not. It doesn't matter whether I like the rule or not. It just is. If you want to think, if you want to think clearly, if you want to reason, you have to understand the law of non-contradiction and you have to live by it. So that means something. Now listen, this is important because you're going to hear a lot of people say the opposite of this, but this is actually what's true, okay? I cannot say that Buddhism, which claims there is no God, or Christianity, which claims there is one true God, and Hinduism, which claims that there are all kinds of gods, or atheism, which claims that there is nothing beyond space and time in the universe. I cannot say that all of those are true in the same way at the same time. Cannot say it. They cannot say it. Why? Because these statements are all about facts, and they contradict each other. They contradict each other. They cannot, by the rules of logic and reasoning, all be true at the same time and in the same way. It cannot be. And it does not matter how sincerely you believe that all ways are correct at the same time. It cannot be true. Logic precludes it from being true. So for those who want to say, everybody's right. Everybody's got a piece of it. I'm sorry. But all these pieces completely contradict each other. This is a problem. This is a problem for those who want to say that all ways go. And you just need to sincerely believe something. Here's the thing. You can sincerely hold an untrue belief about God, and it does matter. It does matter that you're wrong about it, no matter how sincere you are about it. Okay? Because there have been people all over the world for 2,000 years who have been putting forth the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the evidence that Jesus is God, the evidence that the Bible is true, and you can choose to sincerely reject those claims, that's fine. Do that if you want to. But it matters if you're wrong. It matters if you're wrong. Because to sincerely hold the belief that Jesus Christ is not God means that you have sincerely rejected Jesus Christ, who said he was God. And that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And I know it's difficult. And I know that where people get real kind of worked up here is that Christianity is exclusive, right? It excludes all other worldviews. That's what it does. Okay, Jesus said this. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It doesn't seem like he's allowing a lot of, but, you know, whatever Oprah says also. Right? That's not what he's saying. He's saying, look, there is a way. It is one way. It is one way. These are the facts. And logic demands that the facts about what's true must be this way, that something must be true. God proclaimed it. There are not many ways to heaven. There are not many roads to God. There is only one way. And there is only one way that truly makes sense if you walk through the evidence. That's why we do this. It's a guy named Rabbi Shmuley Motich. He's the executive director of the Oxford Lachaim Society in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. You have to say Louisville if you live in the South. He says this about the exclusive claims of Christ, okay? Christ saying that he's the only way. This is what this rabbi says. I am absolutely against any religion that says that one faith is superior to another. I don't see how that is anything different than spiritual racism, it's a way of saying that we are closer to God than you, and that's what leads to hatred. Now, 
That's a pretty um, significant statement. Let me say a couple things about it. First of all, believing that Jesus is the only way does not bring about hate. It actually brings about love. It actually brings about love. We should love people enough to, because we know that there's only one way to want to see people know the truth and have saving faith on Jesus Christ and be renewed and redeemed and clean and transformed. That's what we want. It's actually love. Hatred for people is not, is not the result of believing that Jesus is the only way. People may hate each other, but it's not because of that. That's not why. Secondly, all Claims, every religious claim, and every claim, period, is exclusive. You can't get away from it, okay? All claims are exclusive. All fact claims are exclusive by their nature. Even the claim that all religions are true and none of them are wrong is actually exclusive. It's saying that everybody else, which is almost everybody, who believes that their way is correct and other ways are wrong, all of them are wrong in order for the person to say everybody's right and nobody's wrong is right. You'll have to work that one out. It's all exclusive, It's all exclusive. There is no such thing as a truth claim that is not exclusive because of the law of non-contradiction. Because two things that contradict each other cannot be right in the same way at the same time. Okay? You cannot make a truth claim and have a contradicting truth claim be true at the same time. All religions are contradictory. All worldviews are contradictory. But every single religion, every single person who says, we know the way to God, is, is contradicting everybody else. They contradict each other in what they say about God. They contradict each other in whether they believe there is a God. They contradict each other in what they say about people and who we are and what that has to do with. They contradict each other about history. They contradict each other about Jesus. They say different things about who Jesus is. They contradict each other about whether there's a heaven or a hell. They contradict each other about salvation. They don't really say much that's the same. No matter that everyone wants to say, well, they're all basically the same. No, they're not. That is the most ignorant statement. Go study world religions, okay? And you will see that they are not the same. Not even close. Not even close. They contradict each other about, about everything. About the, here's the thing. Here's really, really interesting. One thing on which every other one of them basically agrees actually goes against and completely contradicts Christianity. And that is the idea that you get to heaven or salvation or nirvana or whatever it is, You get those places by the things that you do. That's dependent on you. Basically, every religion, basically every worldview says, it's about you, it's about what you can do. You gotta live that good life. You gotta do those things. You gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You gotta gotta make it happen. You gotta be righteous. And that will earn you whatever you get in the next life or in this life or whatever it is. And Christianity and Jesus Christ actually comes against that claim and completely 100% contradicts it, turns it upside in his head and says, you could never do it. Stop trying. You could never do it. Instead, Christianity depends 100% on Christ and 0% on you. 0% on you, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That the forgiveness and the grace that exists in Christianity is a 100% contradiction to basically every other worldview and religion. They cannot all be right at the same time. And Jesus Christ for sure is saying, nope, this is the only way that's right. You cannot come in and say, I was relying on myself, no matter how sincerely you believe that, and be right with God. You can't do it. It's not through your good works that you're saved, and it's not through your bad works that you're condemned in that way. Okay, it's either you've accepted Jesus Christ 
or you're under judgment. The whole message of the gospel is that it does not depend on you at all. That's the good news. That's why it's called the gospel. The good news. The good news is that it all depends on God. Jesus Christ did the work. Jesus Christ paid the price. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace, that's unmerited favor. You did not earn it. Grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. This is the message of Jesus Christ to the world. And it is completely contradicted by basically every other worldview. Jesus turned all the religions and all the ideas of the world on their head. You can't do it. You could never do it. And it doesn't matter how sincerely you hold your belief. If you're wrong, you're wrong. It's hard to admit when we're wrong, but sometimes we just have to face the truth. And if today's lesson has helped you shift your thinking, or you still have questions about all this, call us at 360-885-9000. We'd love to answer your questions and help you find the truth of life in Christ. Even better, come see us at Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington. Get easy directions and all the info you need at axechurchnw.org. Hope to see you this Sunday. And back here next time for more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate.